0: Hi, welcome to Not Another Marketing Podcast, where I'm talking to Matt Banker, the founder and visionary of Banker Creative, who take a words-first approach to web design and marketing. So this week, we're talking about the words of your website. Thanks for downloading. We spend so much time thinking and fussing over the look and feel of our websites. But be honest with yourself. Do you spend as much time on the words. Now, this week, I'm joined by Matt Banker, the founder and visionary of Banker Creative, who take a words-first approach to web design. So we talk about what this means if we spend too much time on the cosmetics, and Matt gives his thoughts on writing copy using generative AI. Now, you can find Matt on LinkedIn and the Banker Creative website. Check out the links in the show notes. Can I quickly mention that not another marketing podcast is ad-free? Love it if you could give the pod a quick shout on social media and subscribe via your favourite podcast app. You can find more episodes at jtid.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Now the first thing I asked Matt was what Words First Web Design actually means.
1: I have a perspective that Design is great. I actually have a, a design background. I have a fine arts degree. Right. Uh, and so I, I have approached marketing and got into this field more through the design side of things. But what I found was I was often going into meetings with clients. And I know a lot of uh, web designers have probably been in this situation where you, you're you there and you say, well, what do you want to have on your website? I can make mm. it look great, but you have to give me the content. Yes. Uh, and, and that kind of sent me down a path because what I realized was most of my clients, a couple of things would happen. Either they didn't know what to put on their website. They're not yeah. writers, they're not yeah. web designers, so they didn't have the context they needed. Or you would have one person in the room who would have a strong opinion. And that opinion may or may not be right, but because they, they have, you know, within that organization or in the company, it's the the owner, the CEO, yeah. their opinion mattered the most. And yes. so we were basically making decisions based on personal preference rather than on yeah. something that was that was important. And what I so what I did is I, I started doing my own research. I found uh, a company called StoryBrand that had developed a framework to really approach uh, web design. And that's kind of where we started. At the end of the day, I think the the words that are on a website have the biggest impact on that website generating the outcomes that you want it to yeah. generate. Yeah. It's, you know, conversion optimization is another word that people use. But for me, it always starts first with the with the words. And if you want to talk kind of design terms, I think of it as, you know, form follows function. And the yes. words are such an important part of the function of that website.
0: Yeah. You mentioned about trying to get people to tell you in words, what they do. I've I've been there myself. You you, you, mm. you you'll either get folks who'll struggle to give you a hundred words on what their business does, and then you get the folks who'll give you two and a half thousand.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, there's a there's a quote. I I don't think it's actually from Mark Twain, but it's often attributed to him. Which it's something along the lines of, if I had more time, I would write a shorter letter. Yes. and I think that that is. <laughs> When when it comes to web copy, that's often the situation where it's the thing about words first and, and having this approach is trying to get communicate concisely and clearly. It takes a lot of work and thought yeah. as as a team or as a copywriter to, to think through those things to get them get them right. It's not the sort of thing that you can design the website and then just, you know, fill in the, the copy and the content later. Yeah. We always start with the copy.
0: Yeah, it's really hard, isn't it? I, I remember years and years and years ago when I was, I was doing some work in a newsroom uh, in radio and, and when they had new news folk c- c- come in, one of the, one of the exercises the news editor would give, give folks to do would, would be to, to take an article out of the Times, right, the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the London Times, and, um, and it would be like a thousand words long. And then they would say, condense that into a tabloid article of 200 mm. words. And that is really hard to do.
1: Yeah, it is. hard, and and most most business owners or people who are in kind of in the trenches in their yeah. field, they they know so much about what they're doing, and a, a big part of the process is figuring out what not to say, and and a lot of times that's hard for people who are who are very technical or very knowledgeable. You you're operating at like a level ten. And your clients or your customers are often coming in at like a level two or a, yeah. a one. Yeah. I, I actually like to tell people it's great when I don't have any experience in your industry or field because I'm able to really sit in the seat of your customer yeah. and tell you whether this makes sense or not. Whereas for you, you know, you've you've been working with it for so long that obviously you just know all about whatever it is that you do.
0: Yeah, and and you'll learn, uh, you'll start asking the right questions, won't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's such a collaborative process that. Man, there's so many ways we could go with this, but I've just found that uh, a great copywriter can do so much for uh, for a business, for marketing, you know, for the website, but it has to be a collaborative effort. I've, yeah. I've seen people make mistakes as well, where they just try to outsource to someone to write it and it, it comes off as inauthentic or flat. Yeah, and yeah. so we really take, we try to take a very collaborative approach, but, uh, you know, center the words as, yeah. the, as the primary starting point. Yeah.
0: Uh, do you think we focus too much on the look and feel of a website, not enough on the content? Because we'll spend mm. hours, won't we, fussing over moving something three pixels to the left.
1: <laughs> and it's like, I, yeah. I will, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, yeah, I have... I think part of the reason why I ended up in this place of words first was actually because it was it was something that I didn't understand very well. Mm. I had kind of an innate understanding of design through my own education and and experience. But when it came to words, I'm not I don't come from a writing background. And Mm. so I needed um, a framework. I I love good design. Uh, You know, I love a the clean feel, you know, looking yeah. at at fonts and color schemes and all of that. At the end of the day, great design can really amplify uh, and improve uh, the the effectiveness of um, of the words that you come up with. But it can't be a replacement. I mean, if I, at the end of the day, if I had to choose, I would I would start with words. That's that's kind of yeah. my my perspective. But I've also seen man design can be really distracting if you don't get that right as well so yeah. i i would say it has more to do with the uh, you know the hierarchy of it uh designers especially if you're working in marketing and in a, it's not art yeah. it's marketing you have to submit yeah. yourself to the what what's going to be most effective here uh, and a lot of times that's going to serve the copy the content uh rather than you know the fun the fun we all love to do fun design things but you got to hit a threshold yeah. of professionalism and cleanness um, and beyond that you really have to serve the content
0: so, so kind of like in a perfect world what would come first would the words come first and then the design or or the design because uh, you, you hear of a lot of folks they'll, they'll kind of like they'll come up with the design and they'll put all that sample text in or the filler mm-hmm. text in and then they'll go to a copywriter and say that's the space you've got <laughs> no more yeah
1: we, you know, I don't know about Perfect World. I, I do know what works for us. Well, um, we always start with uh, messaging strategy uh, as the first piece. And we use, I, I mentioned StoryBrand. They, they have a framework where we develop kind of a one-page messaging guide that helps us understand, you know, who is the customer, what problems do they face, you know, how are we going to solve them, you know, what is the credibility mm-hmm. of the, the company or the solution, you know, uh, value proposition, um, you know, what does success hmm. and failure look like? All, all of this stuff, it just kind of, it, it's all in one document. Um, and, and the idea is not really that it's going to be plug and play text, but it really guides where the copy is going to go. And so we start with that. And then we'll have a, a writer uh, write basically a wireframe. Um, right. And that sometimes that, depending on the writer and how comfortable they are with some of the, you know, mock-up softwares. It could, it could look a bit like a web page without pictures and colors and others. It's just a word document where it says, you know, here's your H1, here's your H2, here's the CTA button, that kind of stuff. And so we all, we always start with that first. So we write the website and then we hand it over to the design team. And they, they've got some leeway as far as how they interpret it and, and lay it out on the page, but uh, it's, it is design first. And I, I know creatives. I I work with designers. I realize that that's not every designer's favorite way of working because it kind of puts them in a smaller sandbox in some ways. But on the other hand, I'm a big believer that when you have some some boundaries uh, around what you're doing, it actually can enhance creativity because it pushes you to think differently. Instead of everything being an option, you have to be really creative with what you have uh, in front of you.
0: Yeah, and if you think about it realistically, the words are more important uh, to the search engines, for example. They're, they're not mm-hmm. scanning to see how pretty your menu looks. They want to know what words are in that menu and what words are on, on the page and everything. And also, well, like you have mentioned, for people, uh, for actually emotionally connecting to something and doing mm-hmm. something, the words are the thing that they read, aren't they? But we do spend a lot of time on, on design, don't we?
1: Yeah. I, it, when it comes down to investment, I think… The important thing when it comes to marketing and web design and things is that you do get the balance right. Yeah. Uh, and I I know when you're looking at when you're looking at different design firms, there's there's few things that need to be in alignment. You have to have the words, you've yep. got to get the design, and then you have to get the technical functionality. Sure. And a, a lot of times, what you'll find is that. Different agencies are really strong in one of those three areas and not strong in the others. And so, depending on what what your needs are, we tend to not we don't design e commerce sites. We don't design yeah. and build websites that are very complicated from a functional standpoint. Yeah, for us, our sweet spot is you know single call to action. You know, schedule a call, book a demo. Yeah, uh, it's very focused on explaining the product and visually maybe showing uh, a demo or or envisioning what success looks like when you work with this company, stuff like that, uh, and it, and this process works really well for us. Yeah.
0: So, so what are the biggest mistakes you see brands make in regards to website copy? Too much, too mm-hmm. little, just not thinking about the customer? Just...
1: Yeah. So I really, there, there's two key principles that I always apply when looking at a website and and I do it once at the beginning and say, hey, this is the direction we're going. This is our mm. goal. And then at the end, we kind of audit whatever has, has been developed, especially through that wireframe phase phase to find out, has, has it accomplished these two things? Mm. So the first one is clear is better than clever. Yeah. Now it's, yes. it's great to be funny. Um, and you know, I think humor is one of those areas that human copywriters, for example, you know, in this age of AI, humor is not easily generated uh, yeah. by by AI tools. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's great to be funny, but it has to be clear first, yes. and then you can think about making it interesting and clever and and all that. So that's number one: is it clear? Can someone understand? I use this test of. You know, within the first few seconds on a website, you need to know what is it that they do, who is it for, hmm. how does it make my life better, and what's the next step? And yeah. if you can answer those four questions, you know, with 10 seconds or less time on the website, then you've you've passed, in my mind, that initial kind of clarity test. Uh, and then the second one in terms of, I, I think that's really important, is have you positioned the customer... As the hero, have you centered the customer or the client and not the company? And so, if if you're leading with, you know, best best accounting firm in Atlanta, three years running, you know that's that's great, but that doesn't that doesn't help. It's about you, isn't it? It's it's all about you. Yep. And the key is, you know, I use this. I use the StoryBrand framework. One of the things I think that that they they get really right, and I, I love this idea, is that the company is the guide and the customer mm. is the hero. And mm. if you think about stories, the guide is always the wiser, you know, more uh, more experienced. They're, they're not the hero of the story, but they're the stronger one in the story. Yeah. And so when I tell companies that and say, our goal is to to position you as the, the wise guide who is helping your customers accomplish their dreams, and that's the strongest character, then they start to understand, oh, I, I see why we don't need to be out in front. And, and it actually puts you in a position, I think, a little bit of humility, but it, it also builds up your reputa- reputation and credibility when you're not out there kind of shouting to the world mm. how great you are. And you kind of sit back and say, we all we just exist to help our clients accomplish yeah. their dreams. Yeah,
0: I, I like I, I like how you mentioned about clear, concise text. I was talking to somebody yesterday. I was recording a uh, an interview yesterday about accessibility, website accessibility, mm. and and we were talking a lot about plain English. And writing a yeah. play, you don't know who your customer is. You don't know if your customer's got English as a second language, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know if they've got any learning difficulties or something, and they, they, they find difficulty understanding words on a page.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so it's it's important, isn't it, to be clear and concise?
1: Yeah. The the other big mistake that I see uh, people make with their website is not making it scannable. Uh, you yeah. mentioned having too much text. It's okay to give layers, right? People have yeah. questions. They want yeah. to get they want to get enough information. And so you don't want to hold back uh, information that might be helpful. But it's really important as you think people will scan a website. That means they're going to read the headlines, yeah. the bolded text, the the bullet points. And so what I like to do is when I when I'm scanning through, you know, you've got this long scroll and I ask myself, if all I did was read the headlines, the bolded text and the bullet points would I understand what's happening on this page? And if you can do that, you'll actually entice and and invite people to spend more time on that paragraph text that you have. But you have to make sure that your headlines communicate enough of the message that even if they never read the text, uh, the smaller text on your page, they would understand who you are and what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, So what kind of process do you go through when you're working out the, the words of a, of a website? Do you do any market research at the beginning? Do you interview folk? Do you mm. do you figure out, you know, what you've got to write about?
1: We, we work with a lot of pretty small businesses. And mm. so I, I would love to spend more time on the customer research. And if, if I'm just going to say, hey, this the best way mm. to do it would be, yeah, talk to your customers, use the words that they use, understand how they talk about your product and service and all that. Uh, Sometimes we'll do that a little bit, Uh, really with smaller business. We businesses, we use a process to collect testimonials and then, um, and we use that kind of to inform it. But most of the time we're working with, we're either working directly with a business owner or an, a business owner and uh, a marketing director. And so that owner usually has a pretty good sense of who their client is and what what is important hmm. to them. And so the framework we use, it's a little bit of a shortcut to get most of the way there. Uh, customer research is always going to give you a, a better, more accurate uh, picture of that. Mm. But there's a lot that we can understand from salespeople and from business or from agency business owners, I guess, is what I'm yeah. saying, who, yeah. who work with their clients. Yeah.
0: yeah, I've always found it useful to to look at some support tickets as well. If it's a company that does support mm-hmm. that supports their clients, look through some of the support tickets and see where pain points are and and things that maybe are answered on the website, but nobody knows it's there.
1: Yeah. Yeah exactly. I I think that that wherever you can find customer feedback uh, is a great pl- both both for yourself and for your mm. competitors. Actually a great resource for us is if we were working with like a, a software cus- company um, maybe we'll go to G2 or one of these other review sites and we'll look at the the comments for comp- competing products. And yeah. we'll find yeah. you know what are the what are the pain points that people who are using different Products or services are experiencing, and and find out, you know, is there opportunity to highlight that for you know the one that we're working with? Yeah,
0: I suppose the big thing at the moment is generative AI, yeah. um, and everybody's. I mean, it's. I mean, the hype is is ridiculous, in, in my yeah. opinion. The hype is just ridiculous. <laughs> it, I mean, you don't have to go on LinkedIn before there's some AI. Person, I'd be. I'm being polite now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, how is it going to kind of impact website copy? Because most of the copy I've generated with AI has been pretty rubbish.
1: Yeah, uh, it is, and. I think I, I try to take – I take two perspectives on it. One is I want to know what's possible now. Hmm. And two, I want to be ready for what is possible in the future. Hmm. And I think right now uh, our experience when we've played around with chat GPT and, and generative text is that it sounds fine, but it's pretty yeah. flat. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, it, it's, yeah. it can communicate an idea, okay, we've actually been working on a an AI policy for our agency, mostly as an internal document, but it's one that we'll share with our clients mm-hmm. as well, to help us understand how we think of and use AI as a tool. And, and I think at the core, the way that I see it happening right now is not that AI is going to replace copywriters mm-hmm. um, or content generation. But I do think that copywriters with AI will likely be replacing the ones without. And yeah. so, yeah. Uh, you know, even our, on our team, you know, I work with designers and copywriters. I'm a business owner. And so I see new technology and I think, mm. wow, there's opportunities here. Yes. You know, what could we do with this? And and because I'm entrepreneurial, you know, I, I built, I started a company. Yeah. Most people are not, right? (laughs) Most creatives, they want to do fun work, but they don't care about building a business. And so AI and these tools can be actually quite frightening because it does feel like a risk. Um, And so we just really try to encourage our team, play around with it because this is not something that's going to replace you, but it is something that could really change the way that you work. Uh, Mm. And And we use this phrase that – it's not my quote originally, but (laughs) it's the artist that paints, not the brush. Yes. And we just – we see AI as another brush in the toolbox. And and the copywriter, they're the one that has to make decisions. They're the one that that can make choices. They're the the one that can add humor uh, to copy. And I I really up to this point have not seen anything – uh, anything outputted from those the AI generators that I would feel comfortable, you know, yeah. directly putting on a web page, uh, and so we always have a person very involved in that process, at least right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm sa- same with you. I-, I like to think of the AI in a way as kind of like brainstorming with yourself. Because mm. you can do that. Because yeah. I, I like throw in podcast titles every now and then. So here's the yeah. the title of a podcast, or here's the title of a of a of a website article or something, right? And I'll say rewrite it five times with the target audience being this person, this 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 and this, mm-hmm. and then it'll give me some ideas, and it'll go, oh, I never thought of that angle.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. It, it's an incredibly powerful tool for someone who already has some expertise in yes. the field. Yeah. Uh, You know, I I work with a lot of accounting firms, for example, and there's a lot of discussion as well on AI, you know, can it do accounting? And and essentially, I think what's happened is AI, most of the time, it'll generate 10 things and 8 out of the 10 will be right and 2 out of the 10 (laughs) will be completely wrong. And if you don't have a person who knows which two are wrong, yeah, you know it's a very dangerous thing. Well, to with, with the
0: accountant, it is you could end up in jail. I mean, like,
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. For us copywriters and marketers, it, maybe the the risks aren't quite as as high, but still, you know, you need to yeah. you need to have that person who's validating everything.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Matt, I could chat for ages and ages on this. It's mm. a fascinating topic. Um, where can we find you? Where's your website, social media? Where can we find your words?
1: yeah well i am most active on linkedin uh, and so connect with me there Mm -hmm. uh otherwise you can find our our company is called banker creative my last name is banker uh there are no financial people actually in my family history (laughs) uh but that is the last name so the company is banker creative and you can find us at bankercreative.com.
0: fantastic matt thanks ever so much for your time really appreciate it
1: john thank you for having me
0: Thanks again to Matt for his time. Don't forget to check out the links in the show notes. And if you've enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google. It's everywhere. Just search for Not Another Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening.